0: Hey guys, a bit of a weird intro, I know, but we got to do a special thing on this week's comics experiment, and we had to make an intro, and it didn't fit in well, and it all went a bit wonky, so I just wanted to do it this way. We're going to be sitting down and talking with Joshua Williamson about his new book, Dark Ride, but also he's going to be revealing some secrets involved in the dark crisis on Infinite Earth that's going on over in D.C., So this is the Comics Experiment Podcast. Today's guest is going to be Sal from Comic Pop. He also does a lot of stuff over on Absolutely Marvel in DC with me. It's another channel where we review stuff. And we're going to be just having a chat with Joshua Williamson. And I thought it was so good. Such a great chat. Just finding out a lot of the inner workings that you guys would really enjoy finding out about this stuff. So we're putting it up today. Don't forget to check out our sponsors, G Fuel. Use the code COMICS at checkout. And go check out Shortbox to be able to get a lot of CGC-graded comic books in that you're looking for. Thank you. Enjoy the show josh you know from dark crisis batman the robin book birthright uh flash uh, flash oh yeah, yeah, flash. Flash. I wrote flash for a
1: while
0: <laughs> yeah flash the one that you all talk about the flash run with godspeed that was him uh, yeah. oh, what else got
1: this out. Dude, look at this yeah oh and finally,
0: he finally has a toy i thought he yeah. like, didn't they make one for the cw
1: universe version or something i don't care this is a cool toy i'm gonna open it while <laughs> we're talking I'm just gonna open up. Here's it while my we're question: talking. Did you? Yeah, I gotta add that, that to my collection
2: at Walmart, or did you get that? Did they send it to you?
1: All right, so I, I bought this. So back in the day, back <laughs> in the day, so I'm just I'm not gonna like lie about it. So uh, back in the day, um, pre-pandemic, if I wanted something, I could just go get it, like email them, you know, right. I'd just be like, "Yo, please send me this thing," and they'd be like, "Cool, cool, cool." Post-pandemic, uh, it's a little harder to do that, you know. Huh. Uh, they don't have that same setup they used to have where it was really easy. You know, if I go to the office, I like, can just walk into their toy room and grab it. Oh, right. You know, right. I, that I, I always
0: hated that toy room because there was always stuff they hadn't released yet. And I'm always like, I want the Dr. Fate helmet. Oh, Dude, yeah. They have,
1: well, they had two. Oh, you're talking about the other room. Yeah. That's the other secret room. Yeah. One. There's two. Yeah. There's the one you can go and you can get stuff for. And then there's the one that's like literally like some of the stuff will never see the light of day, like prototypes and stuff. Oh, yeah. I never uh, saw that. Yeah. Room. Yeah, it's a different room. That one they're a little more—they're a little more uh, picky about it at times. But yeah, I got this one. Uh, yeah, I—I don't, I don't know if this is based on the show or the comic, but it still looks.
0: Well, cool, okay, but... I—I got to ask you this, and if you can't tell me, that's fine. And for everyone watching, we're about to talk about Dark Crisis, so that's what we're. Here oh for. yeah, let's
1: talk about that. Yeah.
0: Well, I, all I want to know is what did you think of their version of Godspeed that they put in the show? There, because that wasn't
1: your version. Uh, that was a different version. Yeah, it was totally different. I—I I mean, I like the costume. costume. Yeah, costume was good. You know, Uh, it was just fun to see. I mean, anytime you get to see that stuff, it's really cool. Like, I I guess how I feel about it. You know, I think. Uh I mean, this is me like being super candid, and you never know. I think when it first started up, um, I think you know they were just like grabbing villains from the books, you know, and like the fact that Bloodwork, who was in only two issues of the comic, was in like eight episodes. He had like a whole arc or whatever for. Yeah. Was longer. Was kind of wild. Uh, with godspeed i think what happened again this is pure speculation uh is i had talked about godspeed being on the show a couple times i think they were like yeah we're gonna grab a villain." And they're like oh yeah we'll put him in this one episode and then the internet lost their minds yeah and i think they were like oh shit like because that episode you know they already made it and so they're probably yeah. you know what i mean they're not gonna like so to them they're like oh he'll be in the future he'll success,'ll access he'll be this he'll be that cool no big deal like he's a monster of the week villain and then the internet goes crazy and they're like oh no like he is not a monster of the week villain. so they had a double back and I think part of the double backing made some things confusing but just for me like it's such a win sometimes like you just get to turn your tv in or watch videos these characters you created you know and Godspeed is funny because there were people who did not want uh to do Godspeed at DC and they didn't like the name and stuff like that there was all kinds Mm -hmm. of weird stuff so the fact that I have a Godspeed toy is such a yeah, the vindictive part of me is just like, yes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> How could they not like the name when there's characters like oh, Bloodsport? And, yes, <laughs> dude.
1: I know. I honestly think the only reason why I got to call him Godspeed was because, um, yeah, there, there were people who didn't like the name. They wanted to change it. And uh, when we announced Flash at WonderCon and we did the whole like slideshow of stuff, yeah. Uh, when the slideshow came up with the Godspeed design, uh Carmine, who designed this this costume, he had put in the design, he put Godspeed's name on the slide oh. and no one removed it. So when the slide came up and it had the design plus the name, I was like, I'm going That's for done. it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going. Like, I was on stage, people are recording us, there's people there, and I'm like, it's time, I'm going for it. And I was just like, Godspeed, blah blah blah. And I remember uh hearing this about because Scott Snyder and Tom King were sitting next to each other in the audience when this happened. <laughs> like, both of them were like, son of a bitch. <laughs> like, that's a good name. That's a good costume. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. Like, I do heard you, from both of them after it was over. Do
2: do do you remember any of the like alternate pitches where they're like, well, maybe not Godspeed, maybe more like, uh, oh,
1: I'm not going to say any of them. <laughs> polytheistic speed. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. There were. It was. I, it, is that because the they're series. Yeah. Coming up with names for the, the speed, is hard, yeah. It was, yeah, it was you stuff. gotta put speed well, fast, uh, you gotta put speed in the name, yeah. Yeah, evolving, you know, something yeah. yeah, involving you know, seeing evolving speed is always cool, yeah. This is pretty fun, uh, anyway. Dark yeah, yeah. Crisis, we can Dark Dark yeah. More. I was
0: gonna say, Dark yeah. Crisis. So, what I was Dark gonna say, or before...
1: is... yeah, go ahead. Uh,
0: go ahead. Well, I was gonna say, Dark Crisis, uh, which is now called Dark Crisis on Infinite Earths. Yeah. The first question I wanted to have is, did, when did you decide to make that name change? Because they like DC's making a big deal out of the name change,
1: so, uh we knew so it was going to be called something else originally like way back like two years ago i had a different title in mind and okay. it was a longer title and we all kept kind <laughs> of being like oh this is too much of a, a tongue twister and then at one point um we started calling it dark crisis on infinite earth but the two things happened like i just kept calling it dark crisis which i still do right like it you know it's just it's easier just like how we yeah, just yeah. call crisis crisis right yeah like a lot of us don't say out the whole crisis on infant earth. We just go, oh, a crisis happened. And this is, you know, yeah. we talk about crisis. We all know what you're talking about. Right. So I started just calling it dark crisis after a while. And then one of the editors suggested they were like, what if we just call it dark crisis and then we leave the, the rest off for later?
3: Mm. And I was like, what does that even
1: mean later? You know? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. And, and we started, and then they were like, well, because if we, if we automatically are out the gate, say it's dark crisis on infant earth, that kind of brings in. What does if earth mean because of the 52 setup right and i was like all right that's interesting and listen i love gimmicks and like i love all the like little random stuff we can do and you know uh playing with people's expectations and just like getting people to talk about the book in different ways it's kind of like right you know spoiling the the justice league we're going to die in 75 like that was intentional because it's like let's just go for it you know in some places yeah. uh and so with this one, I was like, all right, let's try something different here and, and put this aside. And then we talked marketing and sales about it. And then eventually it was like, all right, cool. We're client our crisis. And then halfway through, we'll switch titles. When the infinite earth return, we'll switch titles. Okay. So, that's, that's so, the, so you knew the from the get-go. Yeah. And here's the thing. It's funny about this. It's, like, it, it's interesting to see people kind of talking about it, but it's like, this is comics right now it's so hard to be noisy in comics. Like you have to be noisy. There's so many books. There's so many good books. There's so many publishers. There's so much going on. Like you have to find ways to remind people your book exists after issue one comes out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Cause like issue one comes out, we all go hard, right. All of us marketing, like everybody goes real hard, you know, on issue one. And then you get to like issue three of a book and people stop talking about it. And yeah. you have to find ways to like ramp that back up. And so I think the idea of making it so that like, you know, we're going to do, you know, one through three is this title, and then four on will be the real title. Dude, it it not only did the conversation, like, explode after that, uh, dude, like, the first three issues sold out after that. Yeah. You know, like, right. we had to go, dude, we had to go to three printings, like, for Pretty the good. first three issues because of that. So, it's, like, that kind of stuff, like, it, it ended up working, it ended up working in a way that I, I was surprised by. Because there was a part of me, even in San Diego, Daniel and I were talking about, we are like, You know this is cool and it's fun and everything i'm not sure if it's actually gonna work you know (laughs) right Um, and when we did the panelists you know comic-con um it was crazy because you know it's like uh like i like going to conventions mostly to meet fans i mean at at the end of the day it's like about seeing my buddies a lot of times but i like to go and, and talk to readers talk to fans go to panels get that vibe get that energy And we did the Dark Crisis panel, and it was, like, one of the best panels I've ever done. Like, the energy was really good. The audience was good. Like, people were reacting the way we wanted to. We had, like, a running theme. Things were working out. Nice. And uh, walking away from that panel and having people from D.C. come up to me and talking about how happy they were about the panel, but then having people, like, all con long just coming and being like, I didn't care about Dark Crisis until I went to that panel. Yeah, and then they were like, "Now I'm in. Now I'm in. Now I'm here. Now now I'm excited." Right. Like that stuff was really awesome, and I think a lot of that came around to having that title change. Like it really, it st- it gave it a new, like, um, I'm not sure, what it was, not a breath from air, but just the idea, like, like a second
2: life. Head. Like it gave it a ki- like a like you kicked it in the pants. You know, it's like yeah, because you need you need yeah. like a halfway. If if you're going to have like a seven issue mini that is going yeah. to be a, like a line wide event. You gotta do something in like, you know, by the halfway mark that just goes like, yo, you know, rattles yeah, well, and get people in, yeah. Back, you know, I was yeah. gonna
0: bring that up actually, because I've seen that multiple times now. You know, Marvel and DC both do long events. And normally when I look at it, it's like, okay, so this event's gonna come out once a month for the next eight yeah. months. Right. How are they gonna keep interest? as someone who like literally makes videos and reports on stuff and tries to get people hyped up at different events?
3: Yeah,
0: as it drags on, it gets harder and harder for me to get people interested. I have to come up with more and more crazy clickbait. Oh, yeah. and yeah. how uh, many times yeah. and, and- well, the guess what Batman is... died again you know like no yeah. he didn't well, really but uh, he almost did <laughs> yeah well and the
2: worst of it is like you know that like you know there are a bunch of events that we won't name because we don't want to put anybody under the bus yeah that like where there's a big deal there's a big deal there's a big trailer everybody's talking about it blah, 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 blah. you get to issue four and like or the, the event's over and people are like oh yeah the event did that
0: oh, yeah. did that did that wrap up yeah I've seen you know, that a lot of times. Yeah. I'll put out the finale. You know, I'll put one thing under the bus because I don't know. Who, no, you know, I don't know. Who, I didn't know. We don't know who, don't <laughs> don't know who Josh do. is affiliated with. Let's. <laughs> no, I, I, cool. I couldn't
1: remember who wrote that, and I was like, uh. I don't
0: think it's anybody big. No, wait, that that is never mind. <laughs> yeah, don't yeah. get me in
1: too much trouble. No, okay, no, no. But there was
0: there was an event that recently <laughs> came out that got hit with a two month delay. Like oh. a, it was like it, it it it's That's no true. one no one remembers it was happening like i'm putting out the last i'm turning out the last issue real soon so people can be like oh here's how it resolved and no one remembers it was going on so Uh, like
1: the scheduling stuff is hard it can be it can be a bit of a bummer but you know the the thing about the tile change the actual thing that won me over with the tile change stuff like back i mean the 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 decision was made i I think like january december you know i was definitely skeptical about it at first but the thing that that won me over is and you know i'm a i'm a continuity junkie and like i love like dc comics publishing history i find very fascinating Mm. when countdown to infinite crisis was announced it was just called countdown yeah yeah it was not called anything else until the day it came out that's right and and so that was one of the things that we had thought about was that like oh we're not going to tell anybody that until issue four comes out when the retailers get it in in the mail or you know and there's the shipment. Yeah. yeah, but then we were going into San Diego and we we're like, we should announce it at San Diego and do it on this big stage and actually do it up. And I've also learned that, like, uh, it's so hard when you make things like that happen, it's so hard to keep that buzz going. Because, like, when we did Connor Hawk and Robin, uh, we made it so that Connor Hawk was blacked out on the cover to issue three. And w- once, once it was revealed that Connor Hawk was going to be a supporting character in Robin, let me tell you, it was so hard to get every single one of those covers fixed. Like every oh, yeah. website, uh, everyone kept using the blacked out version. Even like previews, like were sent out that still had the blacked out version. And It was always, always like, oh my god. Yeah. So I've learned, I, I've learned a lot of stuff the last couple of years about when you want to go for it, you got to go for it because you only get, you only get so many shots at selling these books. You know, you got to yeah. be able to get that information out there as best as possible. If there was any confusion it can it can hurt so with this one it was it made sense for us to do it this way and and it worked yeah. out you know yeah. the, the book sold really well because
0: of it yeah no I'm, I'm glad it did i'm enjoying the ride for this one in general um thank you what was the decision to propose i i, I wanted to this is way back how whole thing started and you kicked yeah, this sure whole thing off with the death of the justice league mm-hmm. like is this related to what you just said going all in just being like we're killing the justice league we're doing it yeah, we're going so- in
1: we had a meeting we had a call maybe back in God, it was a long time ago it was like it was in death metal planning stages so it was like that okay. far back right so it's in that bridge between like between metal and death metal you know we're having all these different meetings how death metal was going to be and i remember there was a phone call and we we're having this whole conversation about justice league and and uh this event it's it you know i've been to a lot of summits at DC yeah. over the last seven years. And so I would always make little notes to myself of like things you overhear or little, you know, ideas don't quite make it in that moment. And, you know, we had had, there, there are moments where we've had summits where we've come up with all kinds of ideas. And then like the next day we're like, all oh, those ideas suck. We're not doing them. You know, like in right. the moment, you're just like, <laughs> you're just like, Oh my I mean, God, we're yeah. geniuses. Like look at these ideas yeah. we came up with. And the next day you're like, that's not working. And, but then every once in a while you find stuff that you're like, that's cool. I can't do that now. Right. right. Okay. And, And that was with Dark Crisis. There was a lot of stuff, you know, I've always been obsessed with the idea of sidekicks and the idea of the next generation characters. Like, I mean, we've talked about this before. Like, you know, I think that DC Comics is at its best when it's like growing, but it uses all the pieces, all the mythology, not just the new, not just the old, you know. Doesn't yeah. have to always be all about the core. Like it can be oh, about how DC's a bigger thing. And yeah, I've always it, liked the idea but... of people
0: aging up and like like you did with Robin, finally yeah. aging up. He's not stuck in that same loop I've seen him in 5,000 times. He's, yeah. Yeah. He's progressing. I always like the idea that the characters can grow and age and learn and then we can yeah. move on to the next hero.
1: I think that, you know, after New 52, like a lot of toys got taken off the table when New 52 yeah. 2 happened. And you know, ever since rebirth, like we I say we, but I you know, like we've been trying <laughs> to put these toys back on the table, you know? Like yeah. when I first got the flash job, that was prior number one was like, How do I get impulse back? How do I get Max back? You know, how do we get Wally back? And I found out all I was coming back and I'm like, all right, one down. You know, it's like <laughs> going through and and trying to figure out how to get all of these pieces back on the table, but then also play with them you know not just get them on the table and then wipe them away i mean that was always a thing before it was one of the bigger challenges i think during the the rebirth era was if you pitched bringing something back you had to have a plan for it and it's still true you can't just bring it back and then be like look here's this thing you're welcome it disappears forever good luck with it yeah Yeah. i mean your connor hawk example is
0: a a great example you actually used him he didn't just show up fight and it's like all right Hope someone and, else enjoys that. Yeah, yeah, anybody an else got a pitch? Anybody
1: want to talk about Connor? <laughs> kind of yeah, we used it no? for a okay. year. And there's other, yeah. and, and you know, that was, there were a lot of people at DC who really loved that character. And so they're, they're finding other stuff for him to do, you know? So it's like, yeah. uh, but to your question, yeah. So my notebooks, I had this, this meeting one time on the phone and we were all talking about different ideas and I wrote in my notebook death of the justice league. And I was like, okay, because I wanted to do something about, The other characters, right? Like I've seen, I've seen a big event from Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman's perspective. I've seen it many, many times. Yeah. And I wanted to try something different. And if you go back, because you know, like Infinite Crisis is great. It's very much a Superman story. Like it starts off with Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, but it is a Superman story. And you know, Final Crisis, in a lot of ways, is a Batman story. It's also Superman, Fourth World, but Batman plays a major role. You know uh Blackest Night, you know, is obviously about Hal and a little bit about Barry, but you know, it's. I want to try something different, like a different perspective. If you go back and look at the original Crisis on Infinite Earths, you know, it's actually not really about all the main characters. You know, it's it's like Pariah is pretty much the main character of that story. Yeah. You know, yeah, you have Pariah. You have Doctor Light. You have all these. You know, all these characters you don't normally see, kind of, you know, able to to level up or be around and obviously new characters like pride doctor like like how jordan is is not really in the original christmas at all no. yeah so it's like you know yeah i don't think yeah. batman's Batman. around
0: much in the original
2: he he does, yeah. he's there but like he doesn't do anything like he and it's not the St. same robin kind are like role. you're big for
1: us old chum I mean that's well, like, a lot of them so just stand in the
0: background just to be like they were there, but they were there. Saw it. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, that's what's so fascinating now. Like I mean, you know, people when they do this, is what we we were about to talk about before we started recording, but it's like now when someone does an event, like it feels like it has to have Batman in it. You know, yeah, it yeah. absolutely has to have Batman in it. You know, and it's like, you know. Be- so, for those
0: who are watching, before this, I made the joke of it's a, you have Batman in the event. It's a Batman event. It's a Batman thing going on. And your your response was, Batman's not in it. I'm not doing Batman.
1: So yeah, okay. people know what, what we're yeah. talking about. <laughs> like Batman didn't show up until today's issue, until issue four, right? Yeah, and you it, actually it really- didn't
0: realize that because you did Shadow War, which kind of removed Batman from the, the main stuff in general because he's off doing Shadow War. So I didn't even think about that just because you're right. When I think about things like Crisis or an event. By default, my brain goes, Batman's there. Batman's a part of This is what's funny
1: with this one is that, like, he's not even really Batman because we explore this in the Batman one shot, but he's actually not really Batman. It's called the Knight. Like, he calls himself the Knight. So it's like, I wanted to just do something different, you know, like have him have, since the Justice League is dead and, and these characters, like, getting to show, you know, it's like in this issue, we have a big scene with Nightwing and Alan Scott. Like, I mean, the idea of having a comic that does not have the Justice League as, like, the forefront, don't get me wrong, they're really important to the story, but having these scenes with characters you don't normally get to see interact with yeah. each other, right? Like, you know, seeing the two Swamp Things talking to John Kent. <laughs> like, yeah, I love like, you know,
2: that. I saw on Reddit, uh, what was it, today, someone said, why are there two
0: Swamp Things? <laughs> hey, now you know. <laughs> and, and Well, yeah, and go- so some- you should read you should the go read Ron's
1: thing book. Like, it's an excellent. Movie. I, I loved read?
0: when you use yeah. you use this as a way to get Nightwing to kind of stand up, and like you were implying, like Black Adam knows who should lead, and it's Nightwing and Deathstroke, and then Nightwing just gets beat, and then I was reading it, and I'm just like, oh my god, when you had Cyborg Superman arrive,
1: just yeah. to be like, oh, yeah, what do we do now? Oh, John, hey, we got this. <laughs> oh, yeah, you know, coming in, but it's supposed to be brutal. Yeah, I just wanted to like, I mean, the DC universe is so much bigger than just the Justice yeah. League and yeah, it, just it, Batman
2: oh, and yeah. Omac. Just right. Batman and listen, I love Batman.
1: Don't get me wrong. Like I have a Batman tattoo. If you guys saw the other half of my office over here, there's so much Batman shit in here. It's <laughs> insane. <saying. laughs> uh, uh, I have a lot of Batman stuff, so I, you know. But that being said, uh I just wanted to try something different. I mean, that's what it was. So it was all these ideas? I mean, I had had a lot of meetings with them about the sidekicks, and it felt like the word "sidekick" sometimes was like a dirty word. Yeah. So I was like. But they're cool. And, and there's something that is, for the most part, and this is kind of changing a little bit. Um, sidekicks are primarily exclusive to DC Comics.
3: Yeah.
1: Like the idea of the legacy characters and sidekick characters, that was, it's very much a DC thing, you know? Uh, for a long time, it was sidekicks and the multiverse, but Marvel just had a movie literally about the multiverse. <laughs> <laughs> multiple awesome movies about the multiverse now. No. Marvel know, always like seems scared of the of multiverse. It. Like yeah. they would always dip their
0: toes in it, but be like, but we're not no. really gonna play oh, with it. Marvel they, did. They... Marvel did have a
2: book dedicated to the multiverse called "What If," and it well, it's, it's 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 like five volumes of that book. So, oh I know.
1: Well, they've they've dived headfirst at this
0: point. But yeah, so, at this point, it's all, it's yeah, they're all in. <laughs>
1: they're People all
2: are in. Grass Tyson about it now, like it's a it's a regular word in the vernacular. Oh, now. I know,
1: dude. I remember. Oh no, that's a story from the other day. <laughs> <laughs> i was about to talk real time out of school all right anyway so with this i I really wanted to uh do something with the sidekicks the new characters you know it's like you know i I talk about this a lot but it's like when i started really getting like hardcore N D C dc comics it was during that time period where all this new stuff was getting introduced. so you had tim you had connor you know Kyle. kyle hawk and kyle yeah kyle's a big one because like i'm a big green lantern fan and but when i was a kid like green lantern there was a lot of stuff going on you know, oh, yeah. like if you sit down and you you it, it, go to read Green Lantern, there was a lot, you know, and like John Stewart's over here in Mosaic, and you know, it's like there was a Guy Gardner book, like there was there was there was a lot going on, right? Yeah. Where he was a Yellow Lantern, you know. That's the it's thing. Like
2: I, it was such a great like no context kind of Wild West where you pick up a book and you're yeah. like, oh, here's Maxima, who's like what. And Guy Gardner, oh, yeah. who you knew was a Green Lantern, but is wearing a G and has a yellow ring. And you're like, well, what's yeah. the yellow ring all about? And then it, it gets you down I, the rabbit hole, which is cool. I got and into old. the warrior
0: phase, but he was the warrior. No. Let me tell you who
1: I love me some warrior comics, dude. Like one of my favorite comics ever made is I think it's I think it's Guy Gardner 30, right? It's is it one the one with yeah, it opens? Yeah, it opens. Yeah. It's it's Warrior's Bar, and it's drawn by Phil Jimenez which is just this amazing thing where it's basically opening night at Warriors and Guy Gardner throws a party and everyone shows up and Lobo gets there and he has like a little interaction with Superman where basically Superman bounces Lobo. Yeah. It is awesome. <laughs> it is an awesome, awesome comic book of just yeah. the just like the heroes of the DCU just chilling for like a whole issue inside of Guy Gardner's uh, bar. And it had a, there were two covers too, but one of the covers was like, yeah, it was a gatefold. Yeah. And it looked like the front doors of Warrior's Bar. And you That's could open one. it up. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. It was awesome. So listen, I, I was all in on Warrior too. No shame. <laughs> no shame. Uh, so I, lo- I uh, love when
0: he references it once in a while. Like, I had a bar. It was just like, oh, yeah, you oh, did yeah. a bar. Dude, no, that bar
1: should still be standing, as far as I'm concerned. There should be a franchise of Warrior's Bars. Um, <laughs> but so, you know, when, when I was a kid and I was getting all these different things, it was kind of interesting to have this moment where it was like, Hal Jordan went crazy, you yeah. know, and started yeah. killing Green Lanterns. So as a kid, you're just like, "Holy shit!" And this is a thing that happens a lot in comics. Like, you got to make sure things happen. Like, I know that sounds silly, like, but you got like shit's got to happen that makes people go, "Oh shit!" Like, you got to right. pull the rug out from underneath them every once in a while. And that was pulling the rug out of everybody. Like, with Hal Jordan decided to go nuts and, and start killing the Green Lanterns, you know, I I know the parallax of it all, but in that yeah. moment, Hal Jordan went crazy. There was no there was no hints of parallax no, Not no. really. That, that, you know? that's a retcon per se like <laughs> <laughs> yeah hey, it so worked. Even, it's great but yeah. this is the thing after that here comes kyle Rayner, <laughs> and this dude knows nothing about green Animatology. mythology all he knows is that this this guardian this little blue dude gave him a ring it was like it's up to you and he's like what what am i supposed <laughs> to do that's it <laughs> and so and doesn't know anything else so anything no. mythology all he knows is the most Basic, like I have this ring and I'm supposed to be a hero, yeah. and uh, a lot of fun and games, like uh hero arc stuff going on. But when when that was happening, for me, that was like an entryway into the Green Lantern mythology because yeah. then it was like here's this brand new person sort of explaining this big mythology, and then right. you know he became an important part of that Green Lantern mythology. And now here we are, we have all that stuff back. It's all cool. We have all these great characters, and actually, it really added a lot of cool pieces to that mythology you know you have that time period with hal and what happened because of it you have kind of the bitterness among some of the green lanterns but you have that great character arc for Hal. you get all those green lanterns got to come back like and and parallax who is a major major villain like a lot of the stuff we have involving the different lanterns all this stuff came because of this one crazy moment but so for me, I've always been fascinated with like, all right, how do you pull the rug out? How do you introduce new stuff and then and then use that new stuff to continue to build the mythology? So with our Crisis, I was like, all right, I want to take all these pieces, like all this fun stuff that's out there and just put it on the table and just have a good time with it. And, you know, obviously, yeah, it starts off with something dark like death. But I think that's the thing is everyone expects someone to die in an event. So I'm like, all right, let's do it at the beginning. Yeah. Let's do all the death at the beginning. Let's just get it out of the and way. And then just move on. Let's get out of the way. Uh, and then make the story kind of about that, and then make it about how these characters are reacting to death, and how, you know, like John is like, oh my God, my dad is dead. And then Nightwing is like, we <laughs> like <you laughs> I know, love that like, moment.
0: That moment yeah. was so incredible. It was just like, yeah. oh, yeah, even Please. you're acknowledging this has happened. We're not, this yeah. isn't new. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. And then you have Black Adam kind of going through what he's going through, just like, well, I saw it happen. And I fully believe, and the rest of you suck. So, yeah. <laughs> like, we're totally screwed. Yeah. And you know, Black Adam's emotional arc across the book is like one of my favorite, favorite, favorite pieces of the whole thing. Mm. Uh, but yeah, yeah. So it was definitely something that was built for a long time. That started to come together toward the end of me writing Flash. Like, basically, okay. by the time I got to the end of Flash, uh, I started really pulling the pieces together. And uh, you know, James was in. At that time, James was in because you're talking about end of 2020 ish, right? Like yeah, September, you closed October out flash. Yeah, September 2020, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. So James was, was was you know fully in Batman land at the time. You know, Scott was planning his creator-owned Empire post uh, Death Metal, and uh, at the time, I was kind of like, all right, well, James is going to work on that side of things. I'm going to work on the other side. And that's where Infinite Frontier and, you know, Justice Incarnate and even like Deathstroke, Shadow War stuff um, yeah. started to come from, even though I pitched Shadow War like a really long time ago, <laughs> but uh, all these pieces, I was like, I want to do a story about this other side of things. So if James is going to take over this side, I'm going to take over this side. And then, you know, once when James left then I was like, okay, I guess I'm also writing Batman for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I was kind of managing. It's crazy that I basically did a Batman event. Like, Days before a, a bigger DCU event, but right. I made it all work out and it all it all came together. A lot of planning, a lot of whiteboards, a lot of Zoom calls. Man, uh,
0: <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of another Dark Crisis question to kind of close out our Dark Crisis discussion here.
1: Yeah, I can tell you. I can tell you that you're talking about secrets. I can tell you. Yeah, what the yeah. Secrets. The issues is dark Crisis. Be. So okay. Um, yeah, so let's do that. issue four. What what is issue four? So in each issue, we have like a title card that tells you what that issue is called. And this one is Ooh. called Crossovers, right? Issue four is called Crossovers. Oh, uh, issue okay. five is Issue five is called Together. Uh, these are all kind okay. of spoilers kind of yeah out. <laughs> issue five is called together no
0: i i assume together is not a spoiler you must mean like together <laughs> like the bad guys are together and they're gonna <laughs> oh sure yeah yeah
1: uh, it has no clue at all for anyone who's a dc fan of what that could possibly mean about no! uh, six six uh, it, it works on multiple levels i promise uh, yeah. six six is called legacy war uh and then seven is called new dawn so you'll uh, see. Okay. Yeah. I
0: assume seven is the finale. But... <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, there might be some ramifications that lead off in other things. You never know. Yeah. No. No. Dark Crisis. <laughs>
2: Omega. Uh, or.
1: Uh. There's. there's <laughs> just coming. Man, Sal, uh, you came real close. You came real close. <laughs> I like every, that. I will say not every one. Yeah. I will say not every shot has been announced.
2: Okay. <laughs> All right. Dope. Sal, you're you're like
1: right at the end. I'm you're sorry. Close, dude. <laughs> That's really funny uh but there's but there's more yeah there, there's some stuff coming and there'll be some ramifications that we deal with awesome. next year and you know maybe the year after that you know cool. so you, you'll see like we, we definitely plan some things out and you know that was a part of dark crisis is to make sure that some of those pieces you know went out into the world and yeah right. yeah there'll be we, some fun stuff
2: yeah because I know that uh, there are there there is some speculation there's some there's some Uh, questions about where this is leading and if it's going anywhere or you know if if it's gonna result in a big universe shifting reboot or a a complete uh (laughs) line-wide reshuffling uh we're gonna kill batman forever uh you know Uh, know, did did you just go to the theory reddit is that
0: what you're doing no these (laughs) are
2: these are these are things that people who like i'm I'm in the know about d c, and I can tell Dude, you that so this funny. is going to happen. And I'm like, that's not what's going to happen. Like,
1: you know, I said in the very beginning this was not about a reboot, right. you know right. And it's not about, like reality getting changed, you know, or rewritten again like that was not what it was going to be about. And it's still not about that, you know, it's about the characters and then going through this experience together. And then what it's like on the other side of a big experience yeah. like this. It's, you know, there definitely are some major ramifications uh from this event that will carry through to the future of the dcu but yeah there's no there's no reboot like it is funny whenever people come to be at a con or something like that and they're just like oh i know it's getting a reboot and i'm like dude i've already written books that come out after this and i promise <laughs> you it's not a <laughs> right. reboot well I, I, that depends on what I people, people called rebirth people were calling rebirth uh, yeah. a reboot when it was we a, did a refresh, <laughs> you know yeah yeah I mean, people called it rebirth the reboot what was the
0: infinite frontier when infinite frontier came out everyone was yeah. like this the oh, said yeah this was a reboot and this is this must be all of the the rumored
1: 5g stuff and i'm like yeah
0: or it's just another event it, it could yeah, be anything just, you don't know what you is. guys <laughs> know
1: me you guys know yeah. me. you know how obsessed i am with continuity yeah like yeah, let's and throw how, it all out yeah how hard it's been to try to get everything back on the table like that's like i built this gigantic lego set and i'm just like yo man i did it and then just throw it on the ground yeah yeah <laughs> <The>, uh, <laughs> i, I just tell you something I have never destroyed a Lego set. They're all still built. <laughs> <laughs> Can't. Yeah. Can't bring the, to uh, do I, We're just
0: at a day and age where every one of their brother likes to gain any kind of like clout in any field that they're in by making up a yeah, rumor, hoping that they're right. Because the and we, yeah. Sal and I have had this discussion a lot. Where this comes from, and you'll see it a lot in the Marvel movies, if I tell you 50 ideas I have that are rumors because oh, I yeah. heard from an insider and I get one
1: right, that's the clout. I'm Mosey Thomas now. Now, now. That, now I'm a oh, trusted yeah. well, source. Remember yeah. when WandaVision was coming out and every episode, somebody was like, Bethesda was coming. And yeah. not only that, but they were like, remember that fucking fly that was flying around that scene? That's <laughs> Bethesda. Like that's you're how right. bad it was, right? Yeah. Oh, and it's then like that with everything. But then after the show was over, the people who worked on the show were like, we didn't even know who Bethesda was. Right. Until people started <laughs> saying Bethesda was going to be in the show. You know, and you're like, like there's a nervousness oh. to that because you know, those people are just like, they're so hardcore. Like this is yeah. going to happen. And then, you know, uh, no, I, I, I loved in
0: about- Loki. Loki had a moment where it looked like it was going to be Mephisto, and they were like, See, he is coming in. And it's like, yeah. do
1: you guys no, really yeah. think
0: Disney's going to make the devil? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> like they're just you're, going you're, down that road. Yeah, it's it's a Dude, I thought Trek, Sleepwalker, a I Trek. was
1: so sure that Sleepwalker was going to show up in World of Rivers of Madness. I was <laughs> oh so my sure
2: god, that would I'll tell you me. why.
1: Here's the, thing. Here's yeah, the please. thing, I'm gonna now we're going on this weird random thing. I so okay, so uh, before the movie came out. You know, they do that thing where they do those toy drops, right?
3: Yeah.
2: Like yeah. they do
1: those toy drops. And the toy drops are always related to something that's coming. I mean, they have a system, it's awesome. Like the like the, 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 the day She-Hulk episode one premiered, the next day pre-order that She-Hulk toy. Like they have a system, it's it's totally right. Yeah. And so they were like, right before the movie came out, they were like, Here are a bunch of uh, Doctor Strange toys. Yes. And almost all of them were related to the movie. And then in that batch, randomly, was sleepwalker 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 toy and i was like yo like that means sleepwalker is shown in this movie and then when you're watching the movie and they're like you know what's the worst thing you can do as a wizard it's sleepwalking they literally oh, say that in the movie said it! right yeah so i'm in the theater just like 80 minute now sleepwalker so i had this <laughs> dude i had an editor i'm not gonna say their name but uh i had two editors at dc comics sitting next to me. we all went and saw multiverse of madness right and uh but i had two editors with me and we went and saw that movie and this is, we're getting the spoilers in multiverse of madness anyone hasn't seen it yeah everyone's uh, it's on disney plus that part where the illuminati shows up everybody in the theater is losing their mind the editor sitting right next to me when professor x showed up that dude literally stood up in the theater <laughs> it was like literally i kid you not i've never seen an adult do this in their entire life he stood up and went like this he was like give it to me baby <laughs>
0: i was like whoa
1: what is happening right now so, yeah like, this is the guy do i don't bring to another movie <laughs> everybody in this theater is losing their mind i'm just they're like where's sleepwalker where's sleepwalker though <laughs> the Dude, whole movie long it did not kill my enjoyment of the movie though at the end of it no. i was like that was fun i mean listen the moment he had the cape made of souls i was like Dude, if I had seen this movie when I was 13 years old, I would have left that theater being like, that is the greatest movie of all time. Yeah, I've never <laughs> seen anything like, better than that. Yeah. yeah, I would be like, that's it, right? That's my favorite movie. That would have been yeah. it for, like, the rest of the summer. Like, I would have been, like, <laughs> it's all about Doctor Strange. You know, I would have been hardcore. Uh, yeah. But it is funny when people go in and they have this expectation, and then you don't match that expectation exactly. And, and oh, that's yeah. even with this, like, I think people will be, with Dark Crisis, bring it back around. Uh. There are certain things that we did on purpose to kind of mix it up a bit. And it is funny. People are like, well, they have an expectation of what a crisis is. Totally. And this is not exactly that. Because I didn't want it to be exactly that. You know why? We you already have it. Right. So oh, it's yeah. like, all right, we got to try something a little different with well, something. And there's a couple things d- coming up. You're... You're in a situation
0: where you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. Because if you made it exactly yeah, yeah. like the classic Crisis, then you'd be getting, oh, we already did this. He's just copying it, trying to play on nostalgia. Yeah. But by you doing yeah, something yeah. different, the other response is, Oh, but I just want to see the Justice League in here. Why did you kill them? What's John doing? Screw this. You <laughs> Dude, know, let me tell you when,
1: when it was announced that I was doing um this has happened a couple of times. Like I've seen this a couple of times on Flash or Books, but I remember when it was announced I was doing Robin. Somebody tweeted at me. They were like. <laughs> I can't remember the exact phrasing of it, but it was like, I hope you do something really, really original with Damien that is exactly like what Grant did at Batman and Robin. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what?
2: <laughs> Why would that be original? That's,
1: that is isn't super conflict with each other. Yeah. Right? Because I understand what they're saying. They're like, oh, you know, the, the stuff with Damien was different. But you know what I mean? Like it's yeah. that, that kind of mentality sometimes where it's like, this butter be very, very new and original, but be exactly like this thing I loved. Yeah. Like I mean, that, I feel like that's that half that the fandoms
0: right hard. now. Everyone's like, oh, I yeah. want it to be new, and I want to be, I, don't, I want you to subvert my expectations, but I also want to be remember all the good stuff that I enjoyed, yeah. and I want it to hold my hand. Reman- yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude, this is the hard. This is one of the hardest parts of the job is trying to navigate all of these things, and at some point, at some point, you have to tune it all out. And yeah. you just do the best you can on the story. You know, um,
0: I mean that—that's the big problem with Star Wars in general, right now. We want new Star Wars, but we want the old stuff back. And we, you know. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. It, it can get it can get noisy. So you have to find you have to find a way to kind of like, you know, because yeah. at the end of the day, like you have to you have to some some point boil it down to what do I want to, right. you know, right? Because really, as a creator, like you know, when you get some distance from something, if you're unhappy with it, you failed. Yep. like that's yep. that's it if you if you this is something i learned a long time ago like i had some some i've had some downs in my my career at times and i remember there was a particular one like 10 years ago and i, I remember thinking about it and being like um it came down to this like the comic book i was making i wouldn't have bought like i as a person that goes to the comic book store every week i would have skipped it i would have put, yeah. put it back or I wouldn't even look at it. I've been like, yeah. And I think that that's the thing that at the end of the day, like I always have to keep that in mind of like, would I buy this? Would I have been excited? Would I have popped for this? what I have got to this last page and been like, hell yeah. Like if 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 that version of me would not feel that way, that I'm failing someplace. And I think that's what you yeah. have to do. You have to kind of tune all the, you have to tune the fandom out. You got, dude, one last thing about the Star Wars fandom thing that's really funny. Uh, so when, when Galaxy's Edge opened up, um my family and I were already planning to go to Disneyland. And so like it was the second week Galaxy Edge had opened. And uh, they had a thing where it was like if you had already made a reservation at the hotels and you were all set up, they gave you a block of time to go into Galaxy's Edge. You know, to do any there was no lottery, they were just like, This is your time to go in. Right. Right. And um So we were all pumped, you know. Uh, my wife was like two months pregnant. And my daughter was turning three, but you damn right we were going into Galaxy. <laughs> you know, like we were we were there at like five thirty in the morning to get in there because our, our our get in time was like seven thirty or something like that, or maybe eight. I mean, we were boom, we were gonna be in that that damn park.
3: Yeah. And I
1: had like my, my two best friends with me, and we were gonna go in there. And the it was a mob, dude. I mean, you're talking about so many people. And I have pictures of the mob in front of me when we got there that early, and there was still just like a mob in front of me at one point turning around looking back and there was a crazy mob behind me like one of the craziest things i've ever seen of like people waiting in line to get into something and i was taking pictures of it and i was like this is nuts so you get in and you know you, you we immediately go to like the the cantina to try to like get your wait time for that and we were just like, like grabbing stuff we were buying stuff of course you know we wanted to go on the million falcon ride and we had this whole plan set up i mean I'm, we ended up going on that like three times in a row because once you get going, it, it worked out. But one of the biggest things we wanted to do is we wanted to take a picture in front of that giant-ass Millennium Falcon, right? Yeah. yeah. So we get over there, my family and my friends, we get over there. And the way they have it set up is they actually had a perimeter around it. So if you wanted to take a picture, you would do it one at a time, right? Like you go up, they and they would take the picture for you. Yeah. And that way it's not you with like a mob of people, right? Yeah. Like everyone's not yeah. mobbing the Millennium Falcon at the same time, right? Uh, you could take pictures of it, but see, there was one spot in particular that you could go up and there was like no photo bombing. It was just you, your family, your friends, whatever, for this one picture. So we get up there, we take it, looks freaking cool. I post it online. I'm like, we're at Galaxy's Edge, look at this dude. People were like, look how much this park is a failure because look <laughs> how dead it is because there's nobody around the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, and I was just like, oh my God, like... Dude, no. Like, I, I'm here. I'm physically in this, and it is right. bonkers. And people are happy and losing their minds. Yeah, I will say this. I've never say major. this, dude. It's awesome. I will say yeah. this about Galaxy's Edge, and I'm gonna jump off of this to talk about Dark Ride.
0: Yeah, like <laughs> Dark Ride is still on our list here. <laughs> Star
1: Wars fandom is so crazy right now that, like, yeah. my two buddies and I, we were waiting in line for the Millennium Falcon ride. We were literally whispering to each other what we thought about the movies because we were like, <laughs> we don't want anybody in line to hear us and get upset at us. And yeah. so we're like, this is how bad it is right now that we're literally in Star Wars land in a Star Wars like line for a Star Wars ride, and we're fucking whispering each other. About right? Yeah, I about don't want to share Wars. my opinion about Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, because one person might be like, "What did you say?" You know, yeah. like you know, yeah. some some you know. So we were like whispering each other. That's how crazy the <laughs> fandom is now. But... Yeah, Phantom yeah, is a funny, is a funny thing. But yeah, everyone. So I this morning I was uh, talking to Tom King about it a little bit and how you have to you have to tune it all out every once in a while yeah. and just and just focus on. on, on I mean, we have to do it
0: for our jobs as well. Just like if I go, if I go into oh. the comments, I get to hear every side of what they liked and disliked about your writing. Like I'm the one that wrote it <laughs> combined with everyone who wants different things. So they're all trying to tell me what to do. And I'm like, I just need to tune yeah. all this out. Yeah. Right? So
1: much of your guys' jobs are involving engagement. Like uh-huh. it, yeah. it is about engagement. Right. And, yeah. And my job is not at the end of the day, like my job is really about I gotta, I gotta write this comic, produce it, you know, and like, yeah, uh, uh, I like talking to you guys. I don't I don't consider this engagement. This is just bullshit. With my friends about comic book stuff. Right. But it's <laughs> like, you guys, it's a very different ballgame. Like, I don't even know, like, I yeah. yeah I, I have to track so of-
0: many fandoms and I try to get like oh, yeah, deep enough yeah. that I understand them, but not so deep that I'm in the rabbit hole of problems with them. Yeah, so But isn't oh, it, yeah. isn't it
2: your job too? Like doesn't like hasn't engagement become kind of like this thing where they're like, Well the bigger you get or the more books you have under your belt, like the more marketing's gonna take a back seat. Like you're the marketing team now. Right. Like you gotta sell that the is book. A you benefit. gotta it. <sighs>
1: It's fascinating. Like, I've always been curious about this, about like how some creators, the bigger they get, the less they talk online, you know, or they yeah. kind of appear, you know, they kind of, they can get away with
2: it. They're like, yet. well, I'm going to get, I'm, I'm getting paid. Like, that's Yeah. yeah.
1: I, I mean, it's tough. Cause like, I, you know, I, I want to get the word out. Right. And I, I, I want to get, I, that's a big piece of it. So I don't mind going out there, but I don't do as much in, engagement as I used to do. You know, I used to right. actually like, talk to people and stuff. Now I'll, I'll talk to people more at conventions. I feel like, because there's something about face-to-face you can have like a oh, more, yeah.
0: Well, the anonymous or so Twitter stuff, even I hate doing. Like I, it ever, oh, and I, And I've made that very clear in all our shows. Twitter is the worst one. I hate doing it. It's, I don't like mm-hmm. it. I put out a tweet today just about uh, – it was simply put of – do you get with Batman? Do you consider Bruce Wayne or Batman the mask? And there's so many arguments. <laughs> yeah. But you started that argument. <laughs> yeah.
3: That's funny. Yeah. It's like being like, Dude, yo, who's the
0: I one thought. true Peter no, Parker? Okay. 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 But, but <laughs> yeah. see, I, I thought the answer was going to be simply like, I consider Bruce the mask or I
1: consider Why would Batman you think that? that? And then it's just. Dude, it's like, never. Yeah. You're funny. Cause you're, you're approaching it like, Oh, this is going to be a reasonable conversation. People. <laughs> yeah, what a <laughs>
2: cool. the fun discourse. Let's let's get into it. Yeah, no. it'll be
1: cool. It'll be totally fine, you know? Uh... <laughs> i, I save that stuff for like my buddies like you put that online you're just like oh no and then you get bad players right like you know who just want to pick a fight and they, they well yeah there's the ones, ones that then
0: go to there. every other response and they start arguing with the other response. Oh like whenever the, that kind of who stuff happens on twitter
3: because
0: <laughs> that, that means they're pulling up my tweet and then they're analyzing everyone else's tweets to see yeah. what they can yeah, argue i
1: never i never look at <laughs> Comments anymore because the comments are are so full. So I mean, you know, it, it can be surprising at times, and everybody gets it. I mean, I think that's kind of the reality. Is there's no like perfect saint of comics or entertainment. Nah. You know, no. uh, I promise you, whatever movie you love, there's somebody out there that hates it with the passion. You know, right? Uh, oh yeah. Well, go, go if you like. It's always entertaining. This is maybe. Go look at like if there's a movie you love, go to Rotten Tomatoes and look at the Rotten reviews. Is that shit is enlightening. <laughs> Like light yeah. sometimes they're just like oh man that's so interesting like why they hate it so much for different reasons I like I that, just but. never
0: understand and I mean this is totally different, so we're gonna go right to dark right after this but I've just never understood yeah. people that go out of their way to hate on things because like we're in a world and you've mentioned it a couple times there's so much entertainment out there there's so if much I dislike something I just stop
1: reading it or watching it like that's yeah yeah like, if not yeah, for me I'll go to- dude there's shows that I love that I don't watch because I don't have time. So yeah. I'm not going to dedicate time to something exactly. I Exactly you know, like it's, but speaking of which, maybe we should move on from this. We're not talking about something we all don't like. <laughs> yeah. yeah, That's what well, was to say. I we want had to a go to dark ride. Dark ride segue with me talking about yeah. going to Disneyland. We had about perfect, rides and parks. So, uh, so yeah, yeah rides had, and parks and stuff. Thing. I mean, that was
0: yeah. great with a uh, Disneyland. So th- your new book is dark ride, right? <laughs>
1: yeah. Dark ride. Yeah. Dark ride. And there's no hidden title. It's just called dark Ride.
0: Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so four, it's going to be a dark ride on infinite earths. So yeah, I made this very yeah. clear to my viewers and stuff like that. I'm very much an art guy. First story comes second because I love the stories, I love like your writing and a lot of my favorite writers, but I'm so busy I can't track everything you guys are doing. That's just what it boils down to. Like I, when I get told yeah, by like, okay, people... we
1: can talk all about it. I know Sal read it. Yeah, had a, had a great. Uh, well, what a, I was gonna a, say a is about
0: the about artwork it. is Thank what's hooked me on this, and the artwork looks incredible on in what you've got here. And so, yeah, you...
1: Andre is dope. Andre is great. Yeah. You know, I've been working with Andre for I don't know, almost ten years, I think. Uh, oh, wow. You know, we did Birthright together. We did fifty issues of that book together, and. Like and i love birthright
0: I, I mean that I, I saw yeah. this story of when i met you about
1: birthright and i got scared of you but <laughs> oh, that's right. i remember yeah dude. we talked about
0: this dude oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, i'm not going into it buddy.
1: this, this <laughs> random guy comes up to me and is like i make videos of your books." is that okay and i'm like signing books i'm like what <laughs>
0: like, <what's happening? laughs> i just i still don't yeah, yeah yeah, yeah i've met you but i just remember the look on your face this bewildered like what? Like, like, just yeah. not angry, well, but you're more me about it,
1: like, like as I'm at the publisher, and I'm like, yeah. "Oh man, the complicated thing to talk about." Like, uh, <laughs> but, but anyway, yeah. So, Dark Ride. Um, you know, I, I'm obsessed with uh, a lot of stuff, but you know two of the main things I'm obsessed with is amusement parks and horror, and I've always been trying to find a way to merge those things together, and that's what Dark right. Ride is about. You know, it's a, it's about a, a amusement park, uh, called Devil Land. Uh, And it's about sort of the mysteries about that park and the secrets and how it was created Uh, in the first issue. We have this kid. His name is Owen. Uh, It's his first day at work. He's going to be a trash guy uh, at at the park, Uh, but he loves Devil Land. He's obsessed with it. he knows all the history of it. Uh, And he wants to build rides. That's the thing. He's at this park in the hope that he can eventually build his own ride in the park. Um, And then horror happens. That's 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 a big piece of the story. There's a lot of horror happens. Yeah. guy. Without getting too into spoilers, because I'm issue one is 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 interesting because issue one is all set up, and then I do pull the rug out, and then issue two kind of takes the book in a different direction. I think will surprise people. Like, I, I, without getting too into spoilers about issue one, um, but it's gonna definitely take some twists and turns. It is a wild ride. Like, it takes some twists and turns. I think you'll be surprised by.
0: Is it a wild ride or a dark ride?
1: It's a dark ride, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Sal, well, you about- had, you had
0: to, you had time over the yeah, weekend ahead, to so. actually go more into the actual reading of it because, like I said, yes. I've I've read the first couple of pages. I got to look at the artwork, and that's why I invited you under because I just want to get this book out there so that people know it exists because it's a yes. horror book for one of my favorite writers with amazing art. But, Sal, you can go deeper into it. So this is
2: true, yeah. I can jump into it a little bit. I don't want to. I don't want to spoil it, like Josh said, but uh, but I did read it. Uh, I definitely didn't read it like. Right before the show, because I knew Josh was going to be on the show, and I'm like, "Oh," <laughs> because he oh, sent yeah, me. And yeah, I, you
1: wrote me a whole email. You wrote me a whole email this morning about it and about. I read it. I literally I read it then when I sent going it. on in, in life. I read it. I went through the email yeah. and I was like, "There we go." Um,
2: yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> you, you sent it to me like right before Labor Day, and I was like, I, I just scrolled through. I'm like, "Dope," and then I. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. how I got.
0: Like, like, well Dude,
1: I do it all the time. Yeah. This weekend, I thought I was going to get a lot of work
0: done. I got zero work done. Everything's just sitting on my desk this morning. Like, okay, here we go. (laughs) Yeah. But it's great.
2: Uh, So, yeah. But, you know, uh, I I describe it as Goosebumps on crack. Uh, If you've never (laughs) read or watched, more likely you've seen the show Goosebumps. It feels – it's got that tone. It's got that feel. It very much is, like, an episode of Goosebumps. Or, if you want to go a little older, Are You Afraid of the Dark? Where it's, like, this concept – this – this – Here's the premise. It's very simple, but really fun, and 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 you're like in this world, and it's this very like bookended world. And here's your here's your ride along kid character, and this character like yeah. goes through it, and he's in a very relatable situation, like kind of like a summer job. He has bigger aspirations. It's every episode of like go of Goosebumps, yeah. The dark. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, And I, uh, but, I, I feel
2: yeah. like I
0: love your analogy there because I feel like Goosebumps <laughs> and Are You Afraid of the Dark are what shaped what I love today. Absolutely. So. Well, no, and that's <laughs> yeah. the thing. Like if oh, you
2: yeah. if you read comics, if you like horror, if you like horror and you are like. 25 and up you probably love Goosebumps and like that's the thing is like this <laughs> yeah. is how it's going to be sold it's like you because because pe- there isn't that like when I was a kid when I was a very little kid like my horror avenues was R.L. Stein and I read yeah. every Fear Street book that exists uh, and I don't feel like there are a lot of like touchstones in today's like world for literary horror for kids I don't know if this is yeah. like, for kids I think it's really no, more it's of a not- but TV it's fun, like
1: yeah. fun horror. That fun horror. That. I mean, definitely as we get deeper in, there's a little more, it gets a more graphic at times, sure. it gets scarier. But, you know, I look at a lot of like Steven Spielberg movies, especially, you know, where like Goonies, you know, where it's like, yes, there are younger people in it, but then the horror. Temple of
2: Doom. Be, it's like,
1: yeah, Temple of Doom, <laughs> Gremlins, you yeah. know, like, that's the kind of vibe I was a big fan of uh, this book when I was a kid. I'm not sure you guys hey, ever read this before.
2: Story, stories to tell them the dog. Yeah.
1: yeah. Love Dude, that. I love this book. This is like one of my favorite books to read in elementary school. I love this nice. thing. So, I, this is actually a collection that has all of them in it. Oh, but cool. I would get these, man. You know, every book fair, if I saw one of these, that was the book. You know, yeah, art, I'm going to buy that book. Because <laughs> I need <laughs> so that for my, I need so that this, for my collection. Like, this, this is like. This book inspires a lot of stuff that I do in in comics. Is this and so yeah, this R.L. Stein like a lot of that stuff went into my my feelings on this, and then you take that plus the craziness of amusement parks. You know, yeah, like, which, I think in yeah. amusement parks, yeah, go ahead.
2: Well, you grew up uh, going to Disneyland like as a kid, like you and uh, yeah, your, all the your, time. Your brother, yeah, all the time, like would no, go. No, just-
1: no, I would go just all the time. Like yeah. I would go a lot when I was a kid. Like uh my I live really close,
2: close to Disneyland. To Disneyland I yeah.
1: So yeah, I would, so I go to Disneyland, Universal, Magic Mountain, Six Flags, you know, uh Berry not far. Oh, know, sure. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, all that. the time. All well, the
3: as time a, like,
2: as a kid in like the yeah. 80s, 90s, like running around amusement mm-hmm. parks like there was a level of supervision that was not existent back then where like you could create world stories experiences that you just you, you can only go to fiction now to find i can imagine that there were like amped up versions of like a, a story like this where it's like y- you know you get lost in an amusement park you as a kid like just oh yeah getting, around yeah
1: getting in trouble in amusement parks getting i in so trouble many in memories parks. of stuff and you know, uh, but I used to, like, ditch school to go to Disneyland, especially once I had a car. <laughs> once I had a car, it was... Over. Oh, well, that's, exactly. that's
2: not ditching school anymore. I'm thinking you're, like, Bastion from Neverending Story, where it's like, I ditched school. <laughs> oh, no, school.
1: <laughs> when I was little, when I was, like, little, like, elementary school age, yeah, I'd go on all these adventures at amusement parks and, you know, uh, get, get again, get the trouble at amusement parks, and uh, even with this one, like, the, hey, the perspective I have on amusement parks, it, it's changed from being a kid to an adult, and I have all these different experiences, like, one year uh my wife and i went to disneyland for halloween and we got hmm. we went on actual halloween and they had this thing where like during the fireworks show they shut down fantasyland during the fireworks show uh but then when the fireworks were done they reopened it and we just happened to be like right there when they reopened it so we walked into fantasyland there was no, no one there yeah. like, you're talking about it's late at night and there's yeah. not a single person in there and i'm like this is weird like seeing i've been in disneyland a couple times where there's nobody in the park yeah and it is super weird like be on a ride or walking on main street and there's nobody around and then being in um fantasy land where the music is still playing yeah. but there's no one there <laughs> and then my wife and i went on uh the snow white ride and we got on the snow white ride and it's interesting how much like the ambient sound of people fills that park like you have the sounds they want you to hear because this is also such a controlled environment right yeah like they control the smells that you smell in that park. Right. like every yeah. little bit of that park is controlled and they're watching us i mean you <laughs> do one thing bad boom like they're there in seconds yeah like they have little secret passageways they'll get to you quick right and they have all kinds of stuff so i've always been fascinated by that but the, the ambient sound of people in amusement park when you don't have that and you hear certain things differently and it's missing, it, it is a different experience. Changing, yeah. And we went on the Snow White ride. To go on the Snow White ride and there's no one on that ride, you finally settle in like, oh, that's right. This ride was supposed to be scary. Like, now it's totally different. <laughs> they, they remodeled it now, but that ride originally was scary, you know? Mm-hmm. And so you go on there and you're like, oh, man, this takes on a whole other level of scary. And then a few years ago, my wife and I went to Disneyland in Paris. And this is before Disney had come in and, like, they regained ownership and they really put the work into it. They're putting it now. Yeah. It was wild because we went and it was, like, off-season. A bunch of the park was closed because low attendance. So they'd have, like, you know, they have like, four restaurants but only one is open. Yeah. So that's a whole weird thing. You're, like, walking around this park and there's nobody there. At one point we went on the Star Tours ride, which at the time was still the original Star Tours ride from the 80s. They hadn't updated it at all. Oh. So, we're talking about every little bit of it. It looked like, dude, it was like going back in time. Yeah. But not going back in time where you're like, this is brand new. It's like going back in time, this is not brand new. I'll just yeah. put it like that. <laughs> I'm a little so scared it's going to look the upside you're down. down. Yeah. Dude, yes, exactly. And so, we're on Star Tours, and somebody in the back row throws up in the middle of Star Tours. <laughs> and so, here's the thing let me tell you this, man. Like, if you're on Star Tours in Disneyland in California, and somebody throws up on that ride, there they would be there. Like yeah. security would be the moment the doors open, they'd be like, let's do this. they shut the right down, they go clean, boom, boom, yeah. boom, boom, boom. Right? It would be instantaneous, right? We walked for 15 minutes trying to find an employee of Disneyland to be like, <laughs> yo, someone just do up on Star Tours. <laughs> like we couldn't find anybody. No. I feel bad whoever went on that right afterwards because of that.
2: Because it was there. Yeah. It was
1: there. so we're walking around and there's like a long hill to like leave the exit it isn't like a disneyland where you walk out and you're like we're in a gift shop it was like it's not like that you you just walk out and so we're walking this long hill and we were like yo and again like we're you know we're silly americans we don't speak my my wife speaks more than i do but like i don't speak a a, a word of french right so Mm -hmm. i'm 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 like wandering around trying to find some employee <laughs> and then finding an employee and they only speak a little bit of english we try to be like someone just threw a box starts our tour.
3: Yeah,
1: <laughs> right but that it gives you all these like, different uh like, like not every amusement park is built like disneyland and you right. start realizing that some are a little broken down you know i've been to some where it's not the same you know you go to fairgrounds and they go in the dark rides in these fairgrounds and you're like yeah oh this is oh. big time janky this is big uh, yeah time busted up, you know Right. And all of those feelings of that went into this and then this where it's like, Devil Land is not Disneyland. They wish they were, but they're not. And yeah. it has this very dark history and, and the stuff they've tried to hide about the place. The, you know, there's things that have happened in the park that they don't want anyone to know about. Um, but it's also about like what is even scary now. Like For me, yeah. as a creator working on horror books... You know, and I have a lot of friends that work on horror books. I always think about this a lot. Like, you know, you turn the news on and, and it's like there's so much more on the news. It's way scarier than any movie, you know. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. Uh, there are things you, you know, you've seen in real life that you could be like, oh, that that was traumatizing. I can watch any movie now. Exactly. You know, like, yeah. you know? and so when you think about all that and then you're like, all right, now I have, to, I have to give you something new that's scary. And that's part of what the story is about, too, is like one of the characters is like, how do I even scare people now? Like right. what can I build that would actually scare somebody you know? yeah. yeah. Um you know, also I think some some horror fans are jaded. Uh so you have that. Oh, I definitely well, am. well they're like they're <laughs> chasing Did like you the ever... real
2: horror. Like they're like, this isn't real, this isn't true. And like this, yeah. You know.
1: Did you ever go to a like not scary farm or Hollywood Horror Nights or anything like that?
2: I've never been to any of them, man. I've been to I've, Disneyland twice or busy. I've, I've never gotten twice to go my to my the life.
1: horror nights. I've got
0: I've gone to a, I've gone to a lot of theme parks to the point where I'm jaded about theme parks in general at this mm. point. Like I, the last time I got to go was Disneyland, like three or four months ago, with a, with a bunch of other influencers oh, nice. that were doing a thing. And yeah. I got to go into it, and they're all like excited and wowed, and I'm just like, "Yeah, that one's over there. That one's kind of boring. That one, yeah. uh, let's go check out this." Because you're like, "Let's go, go to Star
2: Wars and then get the yeah. hell out of
0: here." Yeah, exactly. And like, and I realized oh, like no, I've I've just gotten jaded now because I love parks and I've just been to too many now. So yeah,
1: you and I have to go to Disneyland sometimes. I'll show you my whole system, dude. Okay. I have a system. I have a system at Disneyland. That I can get us on every ride in Disneyland. This is not California Adventures. California is a whole other beast. Uh, I can get us on every single ride at Disneyland by lunch. Cool. Have a See, That'll I've be done interesting because I time.
0: hate, because I've got, I had the, uh, when I first, first started doing this YouTube thing, we initially yeah. worked under a company that was owned by Disney. So they could uh-huh, get you uh-huh. free VIP
1: tours. Yeah. So Dude, every, I've done that and I still yeah. have to be able to beat it. Like I've done a VIP really? tour. Really? You can't, you can't yeah, beat a VIP yeah, tour yeah. at Disneyland. It was like, so could dope. you just,
0: you beat line everywhere. And ever since that ended, I can't stand the hour and a half lines. I'm like, I, oh, dude, yeah. I'm not I getting in this line.
1: <laughs> no, I have a whole system that like beats the lines, but uh, I have them the VIP tour as well. And yeah, that's a whole, the only thing with the VIP tour that's rough is that some of the rides, it's about the experience of also like
3: going
2: the through queue
1: to get to the ride. Yeah. And sometimes the VIP stuff skips it. So you yeah. kind of miss some of that magic, but there's lots of you. Um, yeah, well, you should check out Hollywood Horror Night sometime. That is, I used to go to a lot, lot where I was a kid in and, and my earlier 20s, go to that one and go to Not Scary Farm a lot. And those, a lot of that went into making this this book and, and just try to do a, a horror book, you know, that takes place in a amusement park. It's a little different, you know? I didn't yeah. want it to just be like monsters and Gore. I, I wanted there to be, you know, a little more depth to it of, of the challenges of being creative and the challenges of trying to make something scary. Uh right. that's a big piece of what this book is about. Yeah. Out of the
0: stuff that you have written, since we don't want to spoil Dark Ride. Yeah. Totally, yeah. what would you kind of relate this to? Maybe Mike Nailbiter or something? So like your fans who yeah, know your work.
1: A, yeah, I think it's a pretty even mix between Nailbiter and Birthright. Like his birthright okay. was very much about family, you know, it was very much a family story, like a happy family. And then you have um nailbiter that was like a fun horror. Yeah. You know? And I wanted to combine those two things. Okay. Uh, there is a family element of Dark Ride, but they are a screwed up family. Right. So that, yeah, there there is some family elements that are like it. So it's like with Birth with Birthright, I was like, oh, I want to make a book that is like about this family going through something traumatic, but at the end they're like we're together. And then over here it's like, oh no, this is a family that kind of hates each other, and there's a lot of conflicts among each other, and then that will build out other stuff in the book. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm really excited about it. It's going to be interesting once people actually uh, get deeper into it, you know, uh, because there are some twists and turns in there, like I said before, and I think once people get to issue two and you're like, oh, that's what this book's actually about, I think it will surprise people. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. Well, it's kind of like, it, it, almost like a, I remember Birthright kind of started like that, where I opened it up and was like, what am I reading? Oh, that's what it's about. Like,
1: yeah. I don't remember where when we did realized, the turn, because
0: yeah. that was so many years ago at this point. if It was it was the point. end of
1: issue one. Yeah. Was it? Okay. One. I I do like that kind of thing. (laughs) Yeah, Dark Knight is all set up. It's all, like, establishing the world. It establishes most of the cast. There's a couple pieces that are kind of hinted that we don't really introduce until issue two. Uh, But we really get deeper into just, like, this is what this world is like, and here's, like, the set dressing for the mystery of it all. Uh, Okay. That was was more about me setting the table for what this world is going to be like. Um, I just wanted to do a horror book that was something different. And I think that was a big piece of this, was, like, I love horror. I love amusement parks, and I've been trying to figure something out. And I, one Saturday morning, I was like by myself watching horror movies <laughs> and uh, having coffee, you know, like you do. And uh, and I just was thinking about, like, I, I wanted to try something different with horror, and so that's what that's what this book is.
2: Yeah. Uh, can we also talk about the the? There's some variant covers that are out for this book. Oh yeah, are awesome. The variant
1: covers, yeah, yeah. We have one that's by uh, Sweeney Boo. Uh, that's really cool. Uh, we have one that uh, Martin did. Yeah, Martin. I guess I knew all of them. Yeah, I can see all of them. Uh, Martin did one that's for. Let me make sure I get the names right here, real quick. I like yeah. this so Pixar
0: style, like movie poster kind of thing.
1: Yeah. Oh or, yeah. Or yeah, DreamWorks, maybe yeah. DreamWorks more, but yeah, you know. What <laughs> I mean. Let me see here. Yeah, so we have, yeah, so Andre the the first one, uh, Martin uh, Mazzario, uh, he does Ice Cream Man. And that book is really, really cool. I've been a fan of his for a long time. And I really, uh, he was one of our first picks. And he like nailed it. He actually sent us like four different cover roughs. And we were like, we're going to use all of these. (laughs) Uh, Toony Boo. And then uh, Tony Fleece, uh, who did Stray Dogs. uh, He and I are friends. And so I went out and reached out to him. And I'm like, yo, so this book is a a little weird. It It kind of plays around with amusement parks and kind of Disney stuff. So I was like, I have this idea. I want to do homage covers to Disney movie posters and uh, he totally got it. So I was like, all right, the first one is Little Mermaid. Uh, and that's one that Trish did. The artist that was on Stray Dogs. She actually did the first one. It's like a Little Mermaid homage. Yeah. Uh, and we have, a, we have a Beauty and the Beast one. We have a DuckTales one. We have a Snow White one. We have a bunch. There, There's a ton of them coming. And so I talk to Tony about it. Um, and Tony's really busy. And so he was like, well, here's what I could do. I could basically like art direct it all. Cause he understood the concept of it so well. So he's like, yeah. I can art direct it all. And he knew the artist that he worked on Stray Dogs cause Stray Dogs had a gazillion covers. Yeah. So he yeah. was like, I know which artist to go to. And so he hooked it up and yeah, we have a few other covers that are coming that are really cool. That's great. Um, there's a variant that one of the stores did that's like a Mario Kart homage, but with Dark Ride. <laughs> it's really fun. Uh, yeah, it's really cool. I'll show that's it to great. you guys later. Uh, nice. Okay. It's really, really. I just fun.
0: linked all those covers to Dan, the ones you were describing, so he should be able to plaster those up there. He's oh the sweet. The oh Okay,
1: cool. Yeah, yeah. I send you all kinds of stuff. But yeah, we're doing a lot of cool stuff in this book. Like we're eventually. This is maybe too much of a secret, but yeah, we're 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 making a map of the oh, park, like sweet. a full-on map. Uh so that'll be like a promo thing later. But yeah, we have a lot of cool stuff on this book that I think people will be excited about. Like, yeah, if you like horror and you like amusement parks, I think you'll dig this book. I mean, really, if you just like horror, you'll you'll get it. Yeah, I think right. if you dig amusement parks, it's going to have like another level exactly. for you personally, okay. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, did, wh- you, did you uh, like that I had the YouTube guy in there?
2: I love the YouTube guy. Yeah. No, and it was yeah. I it was love authentic the YouTube guy. AF, man. Like, he, I was like, this is real. Like, he was, by the did way, it, and for full disclosure, he's not Benny, he's not me. <laughs> He's okay, I was guy. gonna say oh, like no, am nobody. I missing something? But he is he No, he's is nobody. Yeah. He is
0: a Disney vlogger. Like he is a oh, Disney yeah. vlogger. I've met he's, them. They annoy me. He's he's, <laughs> he's,
2: he's he's like an on-site defunct land. I was like, it was so like i was like oh dude I'm so yeah authentic. i actually
1: wanna uh james was telling me uh james suggested this he's like i should send issue one to the guy from defunct land i'm figuring yes. his name right now. I actually i i saved his contact and i haven't sent it to him yet if you could uh, like, if you
2: could do some kind of like synergy where like defunct land makes a, like, a video in that universe about the
1: ugh, oh dude space. yeah i know somebody who's gonna do that so there is one guy who works for one of the websites and he's gonna do a a, a blog like right up he was yeah as if he had gone to the park That's yeah the um yeah, he suggested that this morning and I was like, Hell yeah, do that. But yeah, I watch a lot of those those things. Like I watch offhand Disney. Uh, like I watch a lot of, of different people talking about amusement parks. Um, yeah, my kids are funny because uh every once in a while, like on a weekend, my kids will come in and they'll be like, We want to watch a ride video and we'll sit there and watch some, <laughs> some video. Either <laughs> either it's a either it's a POV like walkthrough of a ride, yep. you know, or it's I just watch a, way too many, uh, many.
0: <laughs> of oh, <laughs> yeah, watch.
1: Yeah. I watch a lot. I also Wait, I, I watch a
0: lot of the Disney food ones though. There's a new dish over at Disney. Let's go eat. Dude, it. I like, watch those too. Yeah.
1: Let's go oh, eat the one... dish. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's dude, I know who you're talking about. What is it called? Df DFB or whatever. Like yeah, there's there's, there's one of those. That's... Yeah, I watch a lot of those. But that's where that 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 guy came from because it's like this guy And is, that's not. Yeah. An, and let me tell you, it is full love. Like there's yeah. no mocking. No, he's that not guy. like an idiot.
2: Like he doesn't look like a like exaggerated straw man depiction. He like. But he has no, all this no, things. No, no. like, "Don't forget to like and subscribe, and click the bell for notifications." Yeah. I'm like, "Wow, click the bell for notifications? Are you kidding me?" He says it. Damn,
0: <laughs> like deep cut. Yeah, I, I watch was, a lot of those videos you so I YouTube. Know it. You know, you know, like that's yeah. Like, I watch. Uh, I hate those scripts. You, you just, just every, watch it a lot. I hate every video. It's like, don't forget to like, subscribe, hit the bell yeah. for notifications, and don't yeah, forget to right. check out our Patreon and YouTube I love that YouTube <laughs> added like so I many different steps
1: yeah good i didn't put in patreon that was the only one i didn't do any of the patreon yeah. membership one i didn't think about that uh well because i got to a point where it was like it's only four panels and he i was is, like yeah we can't put I it could, all in there <laughs> i could put so much more in here and make it more authentic but um it worked yeah, you should have had four. you should
0: have had two panels of just the outro and that right. would have been yeah. authentic <laughs> what well, would have been great is he doesn't have one panel. panel outro yeah <laughs> what's that is a panel where he's like
2: he goes don't forget to like and just one panel thing going like, oh my
1: God, my life. <laughs>
2: and
0: then- Oh no,
1: but in, in, issue two, in issue two, he's making the video and one of the characters like uh, photobombs him in the middle oh, of the intro. Yeah, like, He's doing the intro in the park and somebody, one of the characters photobombs it. And he's like, God damn it, I have to read you the whole intro. And that's he's like so upset great. about it. That's so great, that's so Yeah, perfect. it happens. He's yeah. a, an important character. So oh like, no, like, okay. Because he's like one of the few people who's actually paying attention to what's going on in the park. Oh. And he takes everything right Right. everything so he's like he's caught shit on film yeah that nobody's supposed to catch on film and so that's 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 part of a thing like he wow he he's actually investigating he talks about it he's like i mean he's investigating the mysteries and so he's like the one person that is like I think there's something wrong with this part. Right, he's the one that notices it. He's the one that notices it, but no one takes him seriously because he's a you know they're like oh he's an internet. Oh, trust me, I know. Yeah, I've
0: been doing this for ten years now, and I tell my my parents. take it seriously. Yeah, (laughs) no, my parents like what I do at least. They don't know what it is, but they they appreciate that I do it. Well, there
1: was a I watched this documentary. I watched this documentary a while ago, and it wasn't a YouTuber. It was just a guy who was like, "I'm an internet sleuth," and I thought that was so interesting. Yeah. like this guy that just uses you know uh not crowdfunding i forget what it's called but he just uses the internet to basically even though he's not there like there yeah. was a crime in a different part of the united states and he was just able to pull information together and actually kind of figured something out from that you know yeah. like i yeah. think that's so uh crowdsourcing right yeah. like i think that's so interesting uh and so with this guy like yeah uh theo is his name like dio i just wanted Theo to like represent that kind of, and that's real. Like, I mean, I've seen it, you've been in the parks, you'll see people walk around filming and stuff. And i watched some of those videos. Yeah. I love no, them, true. so it's, it's, it's like, I wanted that. I felt like that would, what there would if there was a park like this, there's 100% somebody who goes there like almost every day. Right. And originally there was a, there was a guy for a while um, that was going into the parks back when it like reopened after the pandemic yeah. and he would go in almost every day and do an update. Of what was happening in the park, but because yeah. his because it was like rapid pandemic, not a lot was going on. So a lot of times his updates were like, "This parking structure is being built," like huh. and he would talk about the parking structure. And so I almost made a joke about that in there, where I almost had him be like, "They built a new parking structure," but I was like, "That is no one is going to get it's that so joke." Deep. but me and my like it's such a deep cut. <laughs> like yeah. no one is going to know this joke. I don't remember that. I don't remember even the, the guy's name on that channel. Um, yeah. Although but that you know, the other thing with the yeah, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say just
2: that. That would have sold. the like. The park's in trouble, kind of message, because I think. Like, well, we, we get that thing. so much. There's a conversation between the between the. There the, is conversation between the friends, like we get be... that.
1: Yeah, I originally had it be that the the park uh, up earlier in the issue they were going to talk about how the park was in trouble earlier, but we kind of wanted to sprinkle it through a little bit more. Yeah. That's actually like the reason the... why I changed some of that stuff.
2: I like yeah. the turn. I like the turn that like you're kind of like oh yeah okay, and then it's like we're f-. and I'm like oh
3: right on.
1: <laughs> yeah, and then you have the the I, that character uh, Sam yeah Um, who is the creator's the the creator's son yeah so his he feels a lot of pressure of like living up to his father's legacy and also he feels like he has to take care of the park and yeah you know he's kind of the prince of devil land and so people kind of look (laughs) at him and be like well that guy it's like your dad is is, yeah yeah your dad is the is a master of horror what do you got and there's pieces of that that you start to recognize as the book goes on but it's like that character is really complicated uh yeah because as you see in the first issue he's kind of an asshole but yeah. there's like layers to that but you, you, you
0: understand why absolutely yeah
1: yeah yeah
0: yeah well i'm gonna wrap up our interview here yes so i think I, we've gone yeah. on a thousand thousand one tangents you would fit right into our show weekly because that's, that's what we do every show <laughs> thousand yeah, one yeah. tangents uh, but thank you so much for being on here today. Where can people find Dark Pride? And Dark Crisis, you can just go to any comic book store right now. and
1: you Where's yeah, uh, Dark so Pride? So Dark Ride, uh, it comes out on October 5th. The FOC is this upcoming Monday, the 12th of September. Uh, if you want more information, you either go to Skybound or you go to uh, my Twitter. I'll be tweeting about it all week. Uh, is Williamson underscore Josh. I'll be talking about a lot of it there and showing covers and preview art um combo.com today just announced they showed a bunch of pbr for the book there's a lot of stuff out there you can, you can find out about uh, dark Knight.
0: okay awesome and thank you again for being on here it was so much fun always chatting with you yeah uh, it was always fun to on the show. all right guys same weird outro to go with the weird intro i know but don't forget to check out our sponsors g fuel and Shortbox. go check out absolutely marvel and dc and i hope you guys really enjoyed today's special episode of comics experiment